It's our job to tell better stories. And always remember, it's the risk takers that are rewarded. People are sick and tired of being marketed to, and they're sick and tired of being sold. The single biggest story today in sales and marketing is how our customers are buying different Hey everyone, and welcome to the Growth Hub podcast brought to you by growth marketing agency Advanced B2B. It's your host here, Edward Ford, and joining us today on the show is JD Prater, who is evangelist at Quora. In this episode, JD takes us behind the scenes of Quora to look at how this Silicon Valley startup has monetized its user base of over 300 million monthly visitors and how Quora's marketing team are competing for a share of digital marketers' ad spend in the crowded ad landscape where the big players such as Google, Facebook and Microsoft account for about 80% of the market. Now, there is a lot of overlap between Quora's business model and a classic SaaS subscription model. And in this episode, JD discusses Quora's monetization and marketing strategy, how Quora is positioning itself in a pretty crowded market and differentiating from its competition, some of Quora's most effective marketing tactics and channels, and how their marketing team measures success and the attribution model they use. Now, JD also talks about his role as an evangelist, what it entails, and how you can embrace an evangelist mindset to grow your own personal brand. Stay tuned as ever for the end of the show where JD takes on our Fast Five Challenge. So here is episode 39 of the Growth Hub podcast with JD Prater, evangelist at Core. Welcome to another episode of the Growth Hub podcast. And it's my pleasure to welcome JD Prater to the show, evangelist at everyone's favorite question and answer platform, Quora. So JD, thank you so much for joining us today here on the Growth Hub podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, Edward. Yeah, super excited about this and digging into the world of Quora, what you're doing, what your team's doing. And I think this is a pretty interesting starting point in terms of Quora as a business because Quora has grown rapidly over the last few years and now you have a massive user base of over 300 million visitors per month but how are you as a company actually now approaching the challenge of the monetization of Quora can you tell us a bit about that to give us some context yeah so just like a lot of our other favorite social media platforms right you you go out there you establish a nice user base and then you eventually monetize that base right so we're in the in the business of running advertising so advertisers out there can come to Quora and they can run ads on the Quora platform using a mixture of contextual and behavioral and as well as audience targeting like first party data so that's where we are right now uh, we're just over two years uh, with our start as far as like official coming out of beta and so we're, we're pretty excited. We're, we're still young in the game, but we're, we're trying to catch up as fast as we can to the Googles and the Facebooks of the world. Yeah, exactly. We can come on to talk a bit about that later on in terms of how you're competing with, with those other ad giants. And I think that's yeah definitely a, the classic Silicon Valley playbook, put out a product, build an audience, and then look to monetize that. And so if, if, if we think then more specifically about marketing and the marketing team, can you then shed some light and tell us about your marketing strategy and how you as a marketing team are then actually looking to grow that business. Yeah, this one, this one we could probably spend forever on. <laughs> this is one of those <laughs> questions. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're figuring this one out as we go as a, you know, a lot of your listeners probably are as well. Right. Um, you know, we, we do look at our marketing and we don't necessarily have everything figured out. And I think that's always a big myth as well with any marketing teams that you haven't figured out. And so we're, we're testing and we're trying out a lot, a lot of different things. And so 
we kind of break up our strategy right now is, you know, it's our first two years. We need to build awareness. We need to really fill the top of the funnel. So that goes in a couple of ways. One, like we need people to know that Cora exists. The second part of that is we need to know that Cora exists and you can run ads. So those two things are very tricky and they're a lot of fun at the same time because that's something that we're interested in as well. But we're also learning that other teams are interested in this as well. So our HR team is like, yeah, like this would be great if, you know, more people knew about Cora because that would also help us with recruiting. Um, you might hear this with our engineering team. Yeah, that'd be great if, you know, more people knew about us because then we could get better engineers, right? And so it's a bit of a lot of like cross-functional uh, aspects to this. And so whenever we think through that top of the funnel, some things that we're, we're doing right now and we're seeing pretty good results with, you know, events work out really well for us. So going out there, speaking at events, uh, we sponsor some. Uh, it just kind of really depends on which conference it is. And that's really just to get out there and get that like face-to-face, human-to-human contact because that for us has been really, really beneficial for us. Uh, we're starting a, a podcast called the Grow with Cora podcast where I'm hosting it. Uh, I'm being a guest on you know your podcast and as well as <laughs> others as well. But you know that's some of the ways uh, that we're kind of thinking through this. And then you know I'm also trying to like guest blog. You know, so trying to get out there and also write about the platform and get that other visibility as well, like in the written word, which you know as Cora loves. So right now it really is this focus on top of the funnel. Let's get as many eyeballs as we can. Let's make sure everyone knows us. Uh, but we are transitioning this into, you know, really thinking through that mid funnel and lower funnel as well when we actually look to like grow the business. So I can talk to you a little bit more about some of those initiatives as well. But uh, that's really kind of how we're thinking through our strategy and as a, a broader picture, if you will. Yeah, I think it would be, be really interesting if you could dig into that a little further, like you said, and, and tell us about what have been some of your most effective marketing initiatives and, and tactics at Quora, because you're saying that now the focus is really on top of funnel marketing. So, so what are you doing around there and, and how do you then plan to move into that middle and bottom of funnel once people are, are more aware about Quora as an advertising platform? Yeah, so <clears throat> I think what's interesting too is if you're out there listening and you work at like a B2B, maybe even like SaaS or like subscription-based company, like we, we feel very similar to that. So people are coming in, they're signing up for a core ads account, and then we're thinking through like, how do you activate them? So how do you get them to create that first campaign? And some tactics that we're using there, of course, you know, email marketing is always working really well. Uh, we do webinars with our partners, like, you know, like Supermetrics that have, uh, integrated with our API and then really trying to educate our advertiser base that, Hey, you know, here's some really good information as well as a nice like third party tool that you can use. Those have worked out probably the best as far as like activation, because that one is more of that one-on-one -on -one. you can like really connect with someone in that regard. And then really like thinking through and pushing it more down the funnel. And it's something that uh, I'm getting more involved in. It's really that product marketing that like everyone really does kind of feel lower in the funnel of, all right, how do we increase adoption of certain things? Or how do we help advertisers be more successful running Quora ads? And so 
that one we're really uh, getting better with our data, getting it better visualized. And this is just like a process. I mean, this is never ending, like this will never be done, but it's something that we're kind of thinking through that we're getting every, all the systems in place to where everyone's on the same page and we can all make uh, the right decisions to really impact and grow the core of business. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's, it's great to hear about all the different things that you're working on at Quora in terms of marketing. And I think the similarities between your business and the SaaS subscription model, which is, of course, I think the, the majority of our listeners are, are working in that space. So, so I think it's really good to make this comparison between Quora and, and more traditional SaaS subscription businesses. But um, how do you then actually measure the success of your own marketing at core, you spoke about a few different things you're looking at there, but, but what are the numbers you're looking at and how do you actually define whether you guys have been successful or not? <laughs> this one, I'm sure as a lot of, again, as a lot of your listeners probably feel the pressure is revenue, right? And that's always a tough one. And I mean, revenue is always tough when marketing is being held to this, to this metric, to this number, because what you end up doing is like defaulting to last click. And that's always tough because if you're only focusing on like this bottom, I say like top of the funnel, bottom of that funnel, if you will. So like acquiring right advertisers, that would you know be a top of the funnel activity for us. But that bottom of the funnel, getting them to actually you know focus and become an advertiser, and <clears throat> that to us is really difficult. So some ways that we're thinking through and measuring that success is we're looking at events, right? So if we if someone comes up and we do like a, they're a lead at an event, you know, where we're putting them into our CRM and we're tracking them uh, down the funnel, right? And right now we're looking through like a 90 day window, which is pretty interesting. Uh, a lot of times it takes longer than that. I think that's been probably the biggest surprise for us, you know, coming from a, in my experience, the B2B SaaS where people can activate much quicker. Advertising takes a little bit longer in order to like get ramped up on the platform, understand the platform. There's a lot of education that has to go in, you have to get budget, and so there's just a lag. And so using our events as an example, with a 90 day window after the event to see, did they activate, if they activated, like what was their ad spend, as an example. So that would be revenue. And we're looking at it, we're adjusting that window as needed for advertisers that we already know, and let's say they come onto a webinar or let's say they, they come on and they meet us at a conference. We're also tracking that as well. So we're looking at like a, uh, before they met us, right? So, uh, that event 60 days before and 60 days after and trying to understand, did this webinar or did this event influence their decision-making process? And so those are some different ways that we're kind of thinking through an event and kind of tying it back to revenue. Of course, Anytime you're like reading information on our website, right? Like we're, we're using our marketing automation tools to help us understand who these people are, what kind of content are they consuming? What is the, uh, what can we tie back to being the most successful touch point? And the same with our sales team as well. We're getting that feedback from them and understanding what guides do they need? What one pagers do they need? And how is this impacting ultimately advertiser success as kind of defined by like revenue. Yeah, exactly. And I think this is 
so important. I think every person listening here will understand the, the challenges in terms of measuring success, but also taking that revenue number and, and taking a goal as close to revenue as possible, but then also going back up funnel, taking these proxy metrics into account as well and, and getting an understanding of, of where you stand and, and what impact you will be having on, on revenue. So yeah, I think a lot of good takeaways here. And, and one thing I would love to ask about the sales model itself. So you mentioned there about your sales team. So what kind of process do you have with your sales team? How do you work together? Is part of the business self-serve or is it all driven through inside sales or could, could you elaborate on, on that sales process and how marketing actually works together with the core sales team? Yeah. So, um, a lot of this is, is me. So, uh, I might be an external evangelist, but I'm also like an internal evangelist as well. It's kind of the best way to put it. Um, you probably most everyone's familiar with like product marketing. And so a lot of the things that I'm doing is teaching our sales team. Right. And so it's training them. We're coming up with the right, uh, content that they need to be successful. It's, I'm in a unique position to where I've been in advertising for over 10 years and I, I've done this enough that I can help train them and guide them on what advertisers are thinking about and what they're looking through and really kind of get into that mindset. So that's part of it. It's uh, weekly meetings with them. And then it's also the right uh, people to have those meetings with. So our team's kind of broken out into, so we have like pods, if you will. So the pods, We'll have basically by location. So we'll have our uh, Mountain View pod, our San Francisco pod, our New York pod. And then within each one of those, they, you know, we do have a, you know, SDR team. We have our account exec team. You know, this is like the, the closers, if you will. And then they also have like a CSM. So a customer success manager that is helping their book of business. Um, so that's kind of those three pods. And then outside of that, we have our scale, what we call our scale team. And that again, uh, is really helping our self-serve, uh, advertisers that are coming in to really be successful. So we've launched Cora quick start and they're really helping those advertisers be successful on the platform. And so that's kind of how we have it broken up. It's really those four teams so three pods and then our scale team, which is really helping uh, advertisers be successful, but may not be like the big advertisers, if you will, to get that dedicated personal uh, assistance. Yeah, got it. Sounds good. And I think then one challenge you'll have during that sales process, and I think also during the marketing uh, process as well, and is something you mentioned earlier on is, is the competition. So how do you actually compete with those other big advertising platforms such as Google, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, for example, when it comes to taking a share of digital marketers ad spend. So how do you position yourselves differently to the other big ad platforms and, and actually fit into this landscape? Yeah, this one is tough. I mean, they've been around for so long. They get a lot of news coverage. And so there's a lot of different things that we are thinking through as like kind of the new kid on the block, because if you write uh, about Facebook, you're going to get clicks, right? <laughs> it's just what happens. People are so hungry for that information and because they realize that it is like the wild west. And so how we're really kind of coming to market and really thinking through it is we can't really, we're not going to take your Google, your Facebook, maybe even like your Microsoft advertising budget. Um, we're just not, I mean, we know that that is in there, but that, if they control roughly like 80% of the ad budget in the U S um, and then 
So you get another 20%. That's what we're really competing for. And that's where we're really competing with the other platforms like Pinterest, LinkedIn, Reddit, Twitter. You know, that's really how we think through it. And so what we want to do is really help advertisers understand why people are coming to Quora. I think that's probably the most important piece of that is that these are people that are looking for a solution. You know, they, they have a question and they're looking for an answer. And that's a great place for an advertiser to be. And it's also in the right context. So our audience has a lot of intent. They're actively learning. And then you as the advertiser have the right context in a brand safe environment. And so that's really like the main ways that we're positioning and messaging is for advertisers to come in, be a part of that. Um, and hopefully, hey, spend some money, get some great results. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is super interesting. And I think a lot of good takeaways for, for our listeners as well. And because many SaaS companies face this exact same challenge that there's so much competition. And we had April Dunford on the show uh, a few episodes back and she was talking about positioning and, and how when you're competing with these giants that you really need to take, take a niche and, and look at those differentiating factors. So super interesting to hear how you're approaching that at Quora. And uh, I think from here, it would be great to, to talk more about your role specifically, JD, and, and what you do since you have an interesting position sitting at the intersection of brand, marketing, and, and product. So what does your role as Quora Evangelist then entail? First, let me say, April's amazing. Uh, I, I could like listen to any podcast that she's on <laughs> yeah. over and hey. over again. Uh, she's so good. Uh, but how we kind of, you know, think through the evangelist role was, you know, uh, in, in my previous company, I, we were part of the beta and for Decora ads beta, I was writing some blogs. I was, you know, doing webinars with them. We did a case study together and they came on a podcast together and ultimately they were like, Hey, do you just want to come do this like full time? And so I was like, yeah, that sounds great. And so really how I think through, like you said, you know, I'm sitting between product sales and marketing as a product kind of marketer and evangelist. As an evangelist, I kind of think through my role as really sitting in this intersection of like brand marketing, product marketing, and like content marketing. And that's what we're probably all most familiar with. And so how I think through my role is, you know, coming up with the story for Cora, right? And coming up with our messaging and our positioning, maybe for the ads products, and then taking that to market and being the front lines of that uh, going to market, right? A lot of times the product marketers will come up with the messaging, the positioning, the story, and they kind of pass it off to the sales team and get that feedback to see, hey, how is this working? How is this, uh, how is the audience being receptive? Whereas for me, I can actually go out into a conference and test different things and get immediate feedback as well. And so uh, I'm also putting myself out there with the sales team and it's kind of fun. It's, <laughs> you learn pretty quickly, like what's resonating really fast whenever you, and you can tell quickly like, in the audience, do you see heads nodding? Oh, okay. Like, do you see light bulb moments in their eyes? Do you see them glazing over uh, when they're coming up to you after your session? You know, what questions are they asking? A lot of times they'll tell you what resonated. And what I'm ultimately hoping is it's the things that I put together. <laughs> uh, sometimes it's not the case. Sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, I tried Cora like eight years ago. You guys are still around. This is great. And you're like, okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> but 
<clears throat> um, so that's kind of like uh, within my role is really like, how can I raise the visibility of Quora to marketers, to brands, and ultimately go to market with a lot of these different types of products and features that we're launching every quarter. Yeah, that's great. And I think this role is becoming more common and more important in modern day marketing. And, you know, you have people like Sangra Vajray of Terminus and people like Dave Gerhardt from Drift who, you know, they're really showing an authentic and human side to, to corporate B2B marketing. They're getting out into the field. They're meeting lots of people. They're all over podcasts uh, and, and stuff. So, so just how important is, is this now for modern marketers to, to really embrace the personal branding side of things and market themselves almost as much as part of their own company's marketing? I think this is key. I, I really do. I do think it's, it's really important. I think there's a, a couple of aspects to this. I think one, <clears throat> I th- hopefully you work at a company that you like working for and that you're excited to work for and that you want to tell the world about. Uh, that would be like my first caveat. <laughs> if, you, if you don't have that, it's going to be really hard you know, yeah. to, to set yourself up. Uh, but I, I, to the other side of that too, it's like, I do think it's important to build a personal brand and it takes time. I, I, I would encourage you all to embrace it. I think uh, I love and hate social media, but at the same time, it's never really been easier to put yourself out there and to connect with people. It's so easy. And so get out there, provide value, you know, show up into conversations and have a, have a point of view, have a unique point of view and ultimately don't offend people, but like get out there and help them become better marketers. And I think that's something that's going to be really helpful for you. Um, And if you're listening, you know, get out there, get involved. And there's conversations like on Twitter, right? You can join some, some chats out there, you know, for example, or you can get on LinkedIn and you can, you know, do some storytelling on there. You can get on Quora and write some answers. There's all these different outlets and they're all slightly different, but they're all there and they can all help you really embrace your personal brand while helping out your company's marketing. I think that's what's key because I think we're, we're seeing this more and more as we, and I think part of this too is we're seeing it uh, play out in influencer marketing. I think that's the greater trend. And I think this is a kind of a trend underneath that is people want to connect with people, not necessarily the brand. Um, that's not always hundred percent true, but I think people do like the authenticity, the transparency of connecting with someone. Um, and that, that someone's representing the brand I think that's kind of the the exact same thing as influencer marketing and why we're seeing that play out. Yeah, exactly. And I think you know you don't necessarily need to have the the term evangelist in your job title. I think if you work in marketing in B2B nowadays, it, it's almost becoming part and parcel of the job and, and, and something you kind of need to do. So I know you shared some advice and, and thoughts on on what you can do, but is there anything in particular you could share with our audience when it comes to building a strong personal brand, putting yourself out there and taking on more of an evangelist's mindset based on, you know, some of the most effective things that you've done or found uh, throughout your career and, and based on your own experience. I think, I think one is just like start doing it. I think that's kind of the key. And I think what you'll find too is 
I bet your company will appreciate it. <laughs> if you are the director of marketing, I'm sure you might even appreciate it as well because again, you're going to get more eyeballs on, you know, your content or, you know, whatever you're doing. But I think the, the key is just really providing value. And I, I like, I can't stress that enough. Um, going out there and, even if I'm sharing something like on Quora example, like I want to make sure that whatever I'm sharing is providing value about Quora or to someone that's interested in Quora. And at the same time, I try to vary it up. So don't always just talk about your brand, you know, make sure that you're being personable at the same time. So uh, I'm not saying go out there and share like baby pics as well for all you new parents out there. Like, uh, I try not to share too many pictures of my son, <laughs> even though I'm a new parent, but I think any way that you can go out there, be authentic, be yourself. Um, I think people are looking for that. I think they're hungry for that. And I think they are wanting to connect with, uh, more than just you, you, the marketer. So that would be my advice when you're building out this strong brand is use social media in an effective way. And then make sure that you're also, um, getting on podcasts where you can, you know, writing those guest posts where you can, and then build up this ultimate like resume to then maybe start pitching conferences to say, Hey, look, you know, this is what I've done before. And then you can use that conference to get into bigger conferences and, you know, uh, other types of conferences. So it takes time, but I, I do think it'll pay off in the, in the long run for not only for your personal brand, but it's also going to help bolster your company in a very, you know, crowded, noisy field whenever ultimately you're going to be able to get onto the podcast. You're going to be getting the guest post. You're going to be getting the conference uh, speaking slots. And I, so I think that's kind of how I would look to even like measure that success. Yeah, this is awesome. I think a lot of great advice and hopefully now everyone after listening to this is going to go out there and pitch podcasts and start writing guest <laughs> blogs. And uh, I know maybe I'm going to get a bunch of, bunch of emails from listeners. So if you want to come on a podcast, <laughs> then hit me up after listening to this. And, and uh, yeah, this, this was great. So uh, JD, I, th I think now we could actually uh, head over to, to our closing questions and, and you could take on our fast five challenge. So to wrap things up, I, I'm just going to ask you five questions and all you need to do is answer as quickly as possible. So are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, great. So first question, what is the one book that you would recommend others to read? The Attention Merchants, The Epic Struggle to Get Inside Your Heads uh, from Tim Wu. He's a professor at uh, NYU. Go check it out. It is, it's insane. It's all about the attention economy. So it's really good stuff. Oh yeah, that sounds perfect for, for marketers. So uh, second question then, a SaaS company you love and why? Oh man, I, you know, I hate it that I'm saying this, but like, I love Slack. I just think they do such a good job with their messaging and their positioning. Uh, I don't really love their new logo, but outside of that, I, I just think they do such a good job with marketing from end to end. Yep, absolutely. Third question, your favorite place to read about marketing uh, online? Maybe this is going to be core. <laughs> uh, no, that, I think that that is one place, but uh, I use Feedly. So Feedly is a RSS feeder and I've got, I don't know, like 60, 60, 70 blogs that I have piped into there. So every morning I go in 
and I just kind of catch up on what it, what the news is, what's trending. And then I always try to learn something new for that day that I can implement that day. So I'm always trying to implement something new every single day to continue my education and my growth. Yeah, that's great. Fourth question then. So your most important growth metric. <laughs> I mean, it's, I guess, I mean, I hate, again, I hate saying revenue, but uh, you, you got to get revenue to grow, <laughs> right? And so I think there's a lot of other metrics that build up to it. But at the end of the day, uh, we are all in the business and of making money. And so I think we all got to be kind of focused in on what we can do to grow the company. And ultimately, that's going to be revenue. Of course, there's a lot of KPIs and leading indicators that lead into that. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's what it's all about at the end of the day. So uh, fifth then, and final question, what would be your one piece of advice for fellow marketers? I think the key for this one is uh, testing and learning. Uh, I think as like growth marketers listening to this, we're, we're all very familiar with the experimentation and testing. But what I want to make sure that we're all doing is that we're learning and getting key insights uh, and that could be as granular as like, make sure that you're running more than one ad in an ad set, right? Uh, make sure you're running two or three and learning what messaging, what images are working, because if you're only running one, you just learned that that ad does or doesn't work. You didn't really learn anything. And so I think that one's the kind of uh, the key is uh, testing and learning and then ultimately repeatable, scalable process. Um, that's what we all are kind of striving to get to. And that would be my piece of advice for you guys. Yeah, this is brilliant. So JD, I have to say a massive, massive thank you for coming on the show and talking to us about growing Quora, all the cool things you're doing. I think there's a bunch of great, great stuff to take away from here. And I have to say it was a real pleasure having you on the show today. No, thank you for having me and uh, really excited to uh, catch up with you. It's been a couple of months, so it was good talking with you. That was JD Prater of Quora talking about how Quora is monetizing and marketing their Q&A platform. You can find JD on Twitter at JD Prater. And of course, you can also find him on Quora. If you're enjoying the show, then we'd love it if you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think. If you have any thoughts or feedback, then you're always welcome to reach out to me on Twitter at Nordic Edward or connect on LinkedIn. So thank you so much for listening to the Growth of Podcasts brought to you by Advance B2B. This is your host, Edward Ford, signing off. And make sure you check out advancedb2b.com for more content and resources on everything B2B SaaS growth. It's our job to tell better stories. And always remember, it's the risk takers that are single biggest story today in sales and marketing is how our customers are buying different